This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, welcome one and all to uh, another Poetry Emotion with me, Neil Fitzmorris. Um, we were going to come, we're a little bit late doing this one because we, we, we've, we've left it for the Arsenal game and of course we're going to talk about last night's Red Star game. We may be treading on the toes of other podcasts. We're very sorry about that. Listen, we can only report on what we report on, do you know what I mean? So just leave your moaning to yourself. He's not even moaning anyway. Probably don't even know I'm going to do it. Uh, I've got two legends of the Echo floor. Many, many times have been spotted on the floor of the Echo. Uh, over to my right, he's known as the Oracle. Am I? <laughs> Yeah, you're known as the Oracle. Only to you then. It's Joe Rimmer. Hi, Joe. How are you, pal? I'm, I'm all right. Thanks. Beard's looking good, kid. Thanks. Yeah. yeah just about to see it there. Um, <laughs> and on my left, he's known as the CFAX <laughs> of the Echo Floor. For those of you old enough to know CFAX and Oracle, that was my joke. Uh, Paul Wheelock, how are you, pal? I'm okay. I'm good, okay, good, mate. good, good. Okay. Where do we begin? Uh, the last podcast, oh, incidentally, just before we start, once again, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, everyone who tunes in and listens to this and downloads it and does whatever you do in this modern day language, uh, especially overseas as well, New York, uh, Australia. We have them everywhere. Thank you so much for your support and all of the lads at home as well and lasses as well that listen to it. Thank you. Uh, we are nothing without you lot. Paul Wheelock. Um, so the last time, the last podcast we did was just building up to the Cardiff game, which... We'll very, very briefly cap over. We, we, we were, we were because I'll tell you why it's relevant. It's relevant because what I saw in the Cardiff game and a couple of other games I've seen, I very much saw last night as well. Uh, we ended up four-one winners at Cardiff, um, but it sort of belied the story of the game really a little bit. Uh, it was, it was a bit closer than the four-one scoreline would suggest. Liverpool were very, very sloppy, and that word sloppy, that word, the words slow, the words inconsistent, are rearing their ugly heads again. Uh, so we'll get Cardiff out the way. Four-one victory, great. Everything's fine. We then um, uh, we're at Arsenal. We play against Arsenal. You know, always a tough game. Always a tough game away from home. Anyway, at the at the uh, at the Arsenal's ground at the Emirates there. Uh, get away with a nil-nil, one-one even. Um, you can argue about Lacazette's goal. I've seen it again. It's a great strike, but could, could you've got to the point where should he have not been pushed out wider than he was? He was allowed to turn. Great bit of play. Anyway. One, yet again, another frustrating performance. Uh, and then we get to last night's Red Star performance, which was just non-existence. I don't think... I think it's been marked in the echo, and, and, and I don't think he's have put anyone over a six. I think six was the highest you've given, which is Andy Robertson. Um, and a, a probably very, very accurate uh, description of, of the marks out of ten. Uh, I'm going to give... Well, let's talk about that first, and then I'll give the scenarios I'm going to give. I'm going to give you both the scenario about Liverpool Football Club at present. Joe Rimmer, what did you feel about last night's fiasco? It was very poor, wasn't it? I think they made a slow start um, and they gave Red Star a platform to build on. Once they, they got their first goal from the set piece, it was always going to be really difficult. They defended very, very well, uh, especially in the second half. And it was sloppy, as you said before. It was predictable um, and it was slow. And, and that has been an issue for Liverpool all season. Um, hang on, our, our team makers coming in. Uh, thank, Jenna, you so thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that looks like proper tea as well. Though. Better than my one. It, I'm not even going to argue with that point. <laughs> your one looks like what you. Your bad. one looks like what you normally <laughs> leave at the bottom of the teacup and then water poured on top of it. Thank. Oh, <laughs> you nearly went. Then where's the blame? The claim, love. Lots <laughs> of form. Get a neck brace on. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you, Gemma. Well, before we were so politely interrupted. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was it was sloppy, predictable, slow, and. I think I think they suffered. I think the changes didn't quite work. Um, I think Lallana's 
really struggling at the moment. Um, Storage obviously missed a really good chance. Um, and yeah, it just didn't work. It's hard to put your finger on what's going wrong. I think there's a number of areas, uh, especially the midfield, um, where things are coming apart at the moment. But yeah, I think they've rode the luck at times this season. And um, and then we've, we've seen some poor performances. But let, let's put it in context. You know, the Liverpool are still unbeaten in the league and they still stand a very good chance of going through this group. But um, it really... It was that bad that I, I'm kind of not too worried because I think they're not going to put in another performance like yeah. that um, at the weekend, surely, because it really was poor. But there is a little bit of a worry and a worrying theme this season that every now and again we're seeing a really poor performance like that. And we saw it in Naples, we saw it last night, and you know they need to cut it out if they want to compete at the very top end, which we hope they do. Well, it was, th- it was the third successive away European uh, defeat, if you count Roma last season towards the end, um, and of course Napoli. I think the difference, Paul, last night was the back four didn't perform, and when the back four didn't perform, and back five caught with the keeper... Um, you're going to leak goals uh, and, and with the front end not scoring goals, you want at least one half of the pitch to be playing and, and, and no one really turned up to, uh, to to perform last night. Atmosphere, we have to say, outstanding. I mean, it was it was, it was was unbelievable. I listened to most of the game on Five Live, unfortunately, because I was stuck in traffic and, um, and Pat Nevin was just, he couldn't hear himself so speak. He was the he best was just, ever, he? The did. best he'd ever heard. And it was... I mean, it's... It, 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 I envy it at times. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, Liverpool Knights... And Anfield are extraordinary as well, but that was just a level above anything anything I've ever heard before. So, obviously, there might have been a level of intimidation there, which is fine. But then, when you get in the second half, they did they had seventy two percent possession. I think second half, but but they're not converting chances, Paul. No, no. I say it was one way traffic the second half, but I think you made a really good point, Fitzy, about the defence. It was probably one or if not one of the first few times I've ever seen Van Dijk have a pretty poor poor game because he's been absolutely immense, yeah. hasn't he, since he's coming in January. And probably how improved the defence has been since January in particular this season has probably has masked some deficiencies, mm-hmm. hasn't he, in, in midfield. And maybe the strikers not really, you know, hitting the straps as much as they were. But just to follow on what from Joe was saying, we, me and my mates were all out for the Huddersfield game a few weeks ago. And while everyone was happy that, that they got another win on the board, we all said a defeat is coming because yeah. you cannot play that poorly. No. This, it, they deserve every credit for being resilient and, and getting these ugly wins and grinding out because that is the hallmarks of a, you know, a championship winning side. But eventually the chickens will come home It'll to catch roost. It out you know, and I, I was watching that last night and I thought, well, that has been coming. It might be the wake-up call Klopp needs because you could probably count on one hand this season how many really good performances there are, that, are, that have been. But that's a good thing as well, because as Joe said there, unbeaten in the Premier League, right on the coattails of City and Chelsea. So there's still a lot to be positive about. But last night was a bit of a, a wake-up call, hopefully. Well, it, I mean, it's that thing, because I mentioned it with the Cardiff game, because it, it, was, it was the similar kind of problems. Really slow passing. I can't remember the Liverpool team being intercepted so mm-hmm. much as this side has been this season so far. Slow passes, passes without pace on them, where, where defenders, opposing defenders are just sneaking in front of the, uh, of the person the pass was meant to get to and just taking it off them. Um, it, it's, it, it just seems a lethargy, doesn't it? If I hear one more person say, we're pacing ourselves for the, for the league, I think my head will blow off because my answer to that is this, right? We played to the Champions League final. We didn't lose the Champions League final because we were tired. We lost the Champions League final because of inept goalkeeping and loss of our star player, really. We still had enough in the tank and that was the end of the season. So we still had enough in the tank by then. So this whole idea that Klopp's suddenly gone, 
you know, I'm not going to do the, the the high press. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to try and pace it on. I don't. I, I, I'm finding it hard to buy that someone would change their career long tactics that way. Klopp has always played a high press. He, he believes in high press. Mm. He believes in everyone working together, working harder than they ever have before, winning the ball back and putting pressure on. We haven't. I can't remember a high press we've done in the last four or five matches. Can you, Joe? It, it is true. I do think there's there's been a slight change of tactic at times this season. I think certainly in, in the early games of the season against the likes of Tottenham away and, and when they went to Chelsea and, and whatnot and, and, and City. But I think they almost haven't been able to kick themselves out of it now. And, and they came through to this period of the games, which we all looked at and said, all right, fine. They got through the first however many games and managed them well and, and stayed unbeaten and, and, and went to some tough places. But now it just feels like they've not sort of woken up from that slumber. It still feels like they're not pressing. They're not putting teams under under pressure and and it is a worry. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't believe you. I don't, I don't believe you can pace yourself because I, I just don't think. Yeah, it's how, how does that work? It? Yeah, it's yeah, instinctive. I, I, I don't understand. Players I, don't hold hold back in the hope that in April they'll feel a bit better. It, I don't. I don't believe that. I do. I do believe that Klopp wanted them to keep the ball a bit better, especially away from home. But certainly in these home games um, and and away at Huddersfield and, and last night, something isn't quite right. And I think Klopp's. You can tell he's moving things around. He's changing personnel. Yeah. He's trying to to sort of reignite that that fire again, but it's it's not really happening. There's players there, you know. Look, I don't want to. You don't want to single anyone out for too much criticism, but you talk about the defense. I think Joel Matip. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Well, it's funny because when he came, Joe, I was a big fan. I thought, yeah, that's exactly mm. what we need because what I thought we were getting was this laid back Van Dyke type persona. Yeah. And when I heard he was playing last night, my immediate reaction was, oh, no. And that tells you a lot about how I think most fans, not in a nasty way, but he just isn't with it. I just don't think he has that level of concentration mm-hmm. uh, to be able, to, to, be able to, uh, to, to compete at the very highest level. And, you know, I think we were definitely missing Gomez. And interestingly enough, when Gomez came on, he came on to, to, to replace Trent. I think he moved to three at the back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I, Matip, for me, is just not... You talk about being laid back. Van Dijk's laid back, but he's aggressive yeah, when he needs to yeah, be. Yeah, and yeah. Matip's just got no aggression. Even at the end, when he had that chance, he wasn't really attacking the ball. And you think, go in there and try and win and actually put your head on the ball. Instead, I mean, it, it was quite difficult. He got underneath it a little bit. But even so, it, there never seems to be any drive or desire from him. And I just... I think he's, I think he's fine in certain types of games, but... When you're in a tough atmosphere like that, he's not the man that I want to see playing in centre half. Dare I say it as well? Um, how much are we missing Jordan Henderson? Yeah, I, I as someone I, yeah. who, because who, I tell you, one of the one of the features that I, I keep thinking about Jordan Henderson is how quickly he redistributes. He gets the ball, the tempo, and he keeps the tempo going. And I think tempo is a great word, Paul, because I think that's what we're sadly lacking at the moment. And how much we, we could have done with him last night, just kind of keeping things turning over. Yeah, he's he is a player, ridiculously, captain of Liverpool, and he's been captain of England, or one of the first names on the England team sheets as well, who continues to divide opinion. But when he doesn't play, you see how much he's missed. Yeah. Is he the greatest footballer in the world? No, he's not. He's never going to be a Steven Gerrard, but he does help make this Liverpool team tick. And you could see last night, it was... It, <laughs> The, the front players are just not clicking are they still even no. though they're scoring goals there's, there's no question about that the record in terms of ratio goals to games is probably just as good as it was well it's attempts on target season. that worry me as well I mean yeah. we've gone mm-hmm. through a few matches this season already with no attempts on target none none in Nap- Napoli 
And, no. you, and, and, and I think we had a league game where we've had no attempts at goal or something ridiculous like that. And you just think, this, these were 20, 25, 30 attempts at goal last season. And it's completely and utterly dried up. Is that, is that a midfield problem? I, yeah, I, I I do. I think there's there's something lacking in the midfield at the moment. Milner started the season incredibly well and he's still playing well, but he's not quite hitting those levels. And I think even when Aldam, as good as he's been, he's had a bit of a drop off. They're not creative their... midfield players, are no. they? Milner more so. When Alden, you wouldn't say he's a creative midfield player. So, tell you what, I think they're missing Oxlade Chamberlain yeah. or a player yeah. or a player yeah. like him. And I think a link a link up. Yeah, and I think the big disappointment for me so far this season has been that. We expected Cater to be wow. his replacement, and and he hasn't hit the ground running like we hoped. Um, he hasn't hit the ground. He's hit the ground. Yeah, <laughs> He's hit the ground injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, we look, I looked at a few of the results last season, and, and some of the bigger games, and some of the the best Liverpool performances, your, your cities and your your um, uh, Roma's. Um, sorry, not Roma, but certainly the three City games he played in. He played away at West Ham when they were really good going forward. At home to West Ham when they they, they destroyed them. He played in a lot of the, the big wins and. And I think he was just good at, like you say, Henderson would keep the tempo up and then he'd take the ball. And it's bridging drive. that gap from yeah. midfield, driving forward to the front and, three, isn't and it? And he'd create space because he'd, he'd dribble forward the ball. And then the front three weren't being given it and having to, to run into space. Yeah. space themselves. They, they were running and he could then roll the ball out to him. There was space for them to operate in. Whereas now, without that, it's almost like getting to the... It's pedestrian, isn't it? It's getting to that front three and then they've got to try and beat players themselves. And also a lot of it's going to the wings at the moment. Yeah. So, lots uh, of crosses last night. Lots of Liverpool crosses. don't cross the ball. No, anymore. this is the point. I mean, this is this is why I'm watching. I'm thinking, this is really frustrating me because it's like yeah. it's like they're going to some sort of default setting and they're thinking, well, this is what we should be doing. But that's not how the front three ever operated. No, Salah's, not, Salah's great getting the ball out wide and cutting in. Yeah. But but not being given the ball to run onto to cross the ball themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really weird setup at the moment. And I think... I think part of it is down to the fact that the, 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 with with the acquisition of the back five and the way they were and the solidity that they provided, I presume that that would then mean that the, the Klopp would say, right, now let's do that driving forward because we've got the brick wall at the back. But what it seems to have done to me, it seems to have... The, the, the reasoning seems to be now, OK, we've got a solid back five, so let's play with them a bit more. And then you've just opened up this gap between the front three... And I, I do feel for Mino, I have to say. He hasn't been performing. He's been getting taken off. But I feel for him because I feel like he's almost the way he was when Rodgers had him and used to bring him off. He's not really being allowed to, to do his inventive stuff. He's having to go really deep to get the ball because because there's that huge gap now between midfield and, and the front three. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, lacking, it's lacking a dynamic player in there, isn't it? And to be honest, it's in Klopp's defence. He obviously wanted Fakir, who's probably not dynamic in the same respect that Oxlade-Chamberlain is, but he's, he's he's creative. He wanted both, yeah. didn't he? In this Very similar season. to Coutinho. He wanted both. Yeah. And so you've got to give him, you've got to cut him a bit of slack because that's the player he wanted. And he certainly wouldn't have wanted Oxlade-Chamberlain out for a year. But there's no question that Liverpool will still be in like the mix for the for the title come January, I'm pretty sure of that. And, and at the end of the day, as bad as last night was, beating Napoli in the final game and the fruits of the, the knockout stages. But I, the more the weeks tick by, the more you wonder whether he'll go back into the market for someone in midfield because it just looks like, given that case has not really hit the ground running, it, it might need someone, might it just to freshen it up a bit? I feel yeah. as though I mean, when Coutinho was here, he was he was a genius. When he left, we we cut we cracked on. And now I hadn't, and I hadn't really, as a fan watching the pool, I thought, well, we don't really miss Coutinho on that type of play because, in many ways, the ball was given to him too much, and yep. it stifled other yeah. things. 
But now, boy, last night I was looking, and when, when I finally got home and watched the, the, the remains of the game, we had a whole half there where we had 72%. Now, the first five minutes of the, of the first five, ten minutes of the second half, we looked like this is this, we're going to do this because they, they, were, they were knackered as well. Plus, they're not that good of sides. I mean, I think they were carried over the line by the euphoria in the ground. And, 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 a, and a, don't get me I'm not undoing their game. They, they played well. They, they defended, played, very, they defended well. very well. And they played with heart, a lot of heart. But they were breakdownable. There's no, there's, you know, whether that be a word or not. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like breakdownable. Yeah, breakdownable. Like an Adele album. Um, <laughs> I think I think I think that they were there for the taking, and we didn't do it. We're not showing that guy. We're not showing. And I think a little player would have taken that ball off the off the midfield, and and driven it forward to the edge of the box, and then and then distributed it to to to, to Firmino or to Salah or to Manny. That's what we need. I think Coutinho gave them. I think you're spot on about they gave the ball to him almost a bit too much at times, but he gave them an extra dimension and something else for teams to worry about. Whereas now. When you know with the best will in the world, when Milner and when Alden getting the ball on the edge of the box, you can tell teams aren't quite as worried, are they? They're, they're worried about the front front three and keeping them quiet. And I think with Coutinho when he left, I don't think anyone was anyone was quite prepared for how good Oxley Chamberlain was going to be when yeah. he came in. And and then certainly now, Neil Jones wasn't. No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. <laughs> Jonesy. But um, but yeah, I, I think after his injury. We all hoped that Cater would be that player, and he just hasn't quite done it. Whether it be injuries, lack of form, settling in. Let's face it; it's difficult. You know, it's it's unfair to write the guy off, but they certainly lack something in midfield. And I thought Milner probably gave him it quite well at the start of the season, but he's run out of steam a little bit now. And and quite telling that Fabino didn't figure uh, after the Arsenal game, which he struggled in a little bit. But you know, Fabino has strengths. He's a great tackler. Great tackler. He, he, he great tackler, and he and he'll break down the game, but. He's got very, very little pace, has he? Yeah, I thought the, the Arsenal game was a bit of a step up for him, wasn't it? He's obviously a, a, a class act because he's played for Monaco in that team that went all the way in the you know the Champions League, nearly got glory in that. So he's obviously a good player in there, but I was I was I was not that surprised that he didn't play against Red Star because I thought he was poor against Arsenal. And again, there's certainly a place for him in that squad, but will he add the kind of X factor or the thing that Liverpool are missing at the moment probably not and it's it, it was just funny at the weekend I was watching City the highlights and you, it, it only dawned on me that they've not had De Bruyne all season no, yeah. and he's oh, like hardly been missed and he's back out now and, with his other yeah, knee yeah, he's, but, but because they've just yeah. got this wealth of options and I, again in the summer I was thinking they've not strengthened but Mahrez they've already had a load and they just added another well, they, they, and it's, it's it's just ridiculous kind of like got a result midweek and, and it was a guy called Diaz scored that never heard of yeah. <laughs> yeah. he scored too yeah. And you just think, yeah, the strength. I mean, look, we sat here at the start of the season for the, for the start of this new season with with the podcasts, and 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 you know the cup was wasn't just half full; it was overflowing in my <laughs> in my perspective. <laughs> and my thing was, look, City aren't going to do that again. Liverpool are going to kick on. Salah's going to do it all again. Um, couldn't have been wronger and on every front, really, in a sense. At the moment, that City are going to do that again, quite clearly. I mean, they. And I, I'll tell you, part of the reason why I'm frustrated with Liverpool's performances at the moment is that. We left last season as the most feared strike force in, in European football. There's no doubt about it. In Europe, we got to the final. All right, it spluttered a bit, but it doesn't matter. On the road today, we broke all kinds of records. In, in, in the Premiership, everyone was terrified of us. In the same way as the terrified at City. We, we're losing that. Game by game by game, we are losing the reputation because the front three are just not doing it. And they're not doing it, I think, because they're not playing themselves into form because they're not getting enough. 
opportunity to play themselves yeah. into form during the, during the course of a game. This ticky-tack-toe round the back, which we've been doing time and time again. How many times have seen a ball go from a, 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 an attacking option right the way back to Alisson at times? You know, that's that. I think the reputation is gonna is gonna go, Joe, isn't it? I thought Salah and Mane last night was so predictable, and I, and I think that's predictable because, is a great word yeah, for Liverpool entirely. Yeah, and I think that was because they were getting the ball in deep positions. And Salah, you know, there was a point last season when we said that we all know what he's going to do. He's going to cut in his left foot, but they can't stop him. But now there's that many bodies behind the ball, and he and he's picking the ball up. I think in far deeper positions, yeah. mm. so there's more people for him to beat, and he. He's almost going to create more magic to, to get the same results. So I, I think it's partly down to them. I think they're probably overthinking it a little bit, but yeah. it's also down to the rest of the team not creating enough space for them to operate in because Liverpool are at their best when they're, when they're running at teams, when they're driving into space and picking teams off. And um, we've not really seen them do that this season. And perhaps teams have got wise to them. They, they don't want to overcommit so they don't get hit on the counter. But But even so... There's enough ability there. I still think it'll come back eventually, but it's where the fault it's it's where the fault lies to find out whether it's going to come back or not, isn't it? Because mm. I, I genuinely believe that they've, they've they've changed their pattern of play. I genuinely believe that this, you know, the gang impressing and all that kind of stuff, and the, and the let's launch and let's. I, I haven't seen a Liverpool player rush down a player mm. in in half a dozen games, if not more, and that's a big problem because that's how we based our. That's how you build a reputation. That's how you get teams coming to you going, oh my God, they're coming at me again, coming again. We've just stopped doing it. In fact, if anything, Red Star was doing it to us last night. We had more and more teams doing it to Liverpool. Do you feel Do you feel anything at all for Lallana? Do you think that was a game he, he was ready for last night? I feel for him because his career has definitely been halted by injury, hasn't it? Because yeah. when, when Klopp came in, he was one of the go-to players for him, wasn't yeah. he? He was such a key person to what you're talking about there, Fitzy, about the pressing style, but... You, you never write off a player who's who's played. Is that because is that because of match fitness? Match fitness, though. I don't know, but how long do you keep on saying that? Mm, yeah. You know, and, and that I don't really want to be harsh on because I like him as a player. But again, last night he just didn't grasp that opportunity. And another thing that dawned on me, having all these re- reality checks at the moment, I thought Shakiri was missed last night. Now you can go into the wise and why. Well, I was going to mention that next. You know, yeah. but yeah, I just don't. That was a chance for Lalana last night, and ultimately he didn't take it, did he? You know. And, I, as the week goes by, you just wonder whether he is the player he, he once was. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. We've, there's, been, there's been talk in the press um, from one of the Red Star players about complacency. He's mentioned the word complacency. Do you think there was complacency last night, Joe, in a sense that... Klopp's gone. We've got enough, and rightly so. He should. He should think he's got enough to take there without Shakiri. I understand his reasons for that. Um, he, you know, he's obviously reputation-wise known that. I mean, they've been banned. They got banned for two games because of the way they celebrated getting into the Champions League. He has a responsibility in a way as a football as a football manager to to, to make sure the fans are all right. Yeah. It's not his responsibility directly, but I think he made that decision for all the right reasons. He has to be commended for that. Um, but. There's no doubt we missed a player like that. I wonder, though, whether a player like that could make a difference in that performance anyway. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's it's easy to sit here in hindsight and say yeah. it was the wrong decision because beforehand, I think we'd probably have sat here unanimously and said he's making the right call. Um, but I think, I again, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I saw a few people saying, you don't rest Lallana in storage. Um, you, you play Lallana in storage against Fulham and don't rest 
Firmino and, and other midfielders against Red Star. But I think, well, again, it's it's an easy thing to say with hindsight, isn't it? Because, yeah, it is. Everything, everything because, is. Yeah, because we should have had enough. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and like, you know, I found it funny last night on BT that they're analysing storage's miss. On another day, on every other day, he bangs that into the back in there. You're 1 0 up. And it probably is a completely different game. So it is fine margins. And then they have to come out a little bit, don't they? There's more space for Liverpool to operate in. But as well, I'd rather he missed that and scored that screaming against Chelsea than the other way around. Exactly. I, you know, look, I, I, Storage has got his uses, hasn't he? So I, I don't, I don't think too, too much of him. But Lallana is the one. I think Paul, you're right. Before, how long can you keep saying he'll play his way into form or his fitness isn't right? You know, to me, I think there are games that he's more suitable suited to. Perhaps, but I just think Liverpool have evolved. And, yeah, and the. His career, and it's through no fault of his own, just in terms of injuries, his Liverpool career has passed him by a little bit now. And I just don't think you see him running round, and he, he just seems to, to run round without purpose. And I think he's he's almost trying to be that player that he was two years ago, where he's pressing people. And, and Liverpool are almost you know, then looking up and looking for a bit more composure. And where someone like Shakiri gives you that, and I, I just don't see Lalana doing that anymore. He doesn't seem to affect anything in the final yeah. third anymore. Like he. Like he he once maybe maybe did, so I, I mean that, sorry for him. To be fair, in the, in, in the Arsenal game, he he had a header there that was cleared off the line, didn't he? And the the, um, uh, the the Cardiff the game. Cardiff game. Yeah, sorry, he was in He was you know he, he's had his. I'm a Lallana fan, and, and I want him to. I want him to. I want him to turn it around. I just feel like I was. I had that feeling last night that I haven't felt for quite a while for Liverpool. That feeling that we. After the first 10 minutes, I thought, I thought, yeah, okay, this is great. Yeah. It's back in the bag. And then we got to about half an hour. And I thought, nah, I've had this feeling before. We're not. Give us another hour. We're not scoring. Yeah. And that isn't, that isn't a feeling I've had for, for a long, long time with Liverpool. Um, I felt like we could game manage and I felt like we could see a game out. Uh, we didn't against Arsenal. We haven't against Red Star now. And I just feel that this, the whole idea that this back five are now good enough to to absorb the game it is going to bite us on the arse and it did last night it definitely did last night Trent I think is struggling and what you're going to find now is you're going to find confidence is going uh, and they're going to be getting on the pitch with, with with a lack of confidence and that's just going to add to the problems isn't it yeah that's a worry look I think it's easy to look back on last season and say they're not the same and you you always tend to look back, don't you? And you only think of the good performances. You don't think back to West Brom in the league where they drew one one at home, or or West Brom in the in the FA Cup when they they put in a bit of a horror show and yeah. got got knocked out. Um, you just think back to the the, the problem Romas, with the, 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 pro- the problem with those was they were defensive howlers, weren't they? A lot of them games, and we thought they we'd were, solve that. But there were, there were times when Liverpool struggled to break the p- teams yeah. down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I remember I remember early last season being quite frustrated with certain performances and and thinking that. Liverpool weren't composed enough and, and, and probably ran around and, and pressed too much and, and weren't composed enough in the way that City are. Whereas I think this season they've tried to go the other way and, and now we're, we're wishing for this pressing Liverpool team again. So I don't want to go over the top, but there's certainly things there, the midfield and, and the front three that you don't, you can tell it's not quite right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the pressure's on this season, isn't yeah. it? It was almost yeah. second yeah. half last season. No one expected that. No one expected Salah to score the goal. It's a difficult second half, minute. It's, yeah, it's it, yeah, thing, it, isn't it? It is. It is. It's like where is Liverpool back among the best clubs in Europe again? Everyone's looking at the club, yeah. saying they can push City this season. They could really push yeah. City, and we've all that makes seen. A, we're, 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 yeah. we're all. We're all. It's a great point that makes because we're all sort of 
analysing what's going on now and not realising that they, they are stepping into the arena with a lot more pressure on them than they had last season. Yeah, and like Trent's probably a, a case in point, isn't he? He's a brilliant young player who's probably going to go on and play hundreds and hundreds of games, but he's just going through a little rocky spell. But he, yeah. like so many players in the squad, it's almost like they've set themselves ridiculously high standards. You know, like Salah, how, how many goals he got this season? Seven, Seven in all competitions. Pretty decent to return from about 16 games. Most strikers would take one yeah. in two. Every game, he go, every game he goes up scoring, now there's scrutiny on him. But I suppose it comes with the territory, doesn't it? You know, Ronaldo and Messi and the best players in the world who he, who he was, you know, he's up there with last season. Yeah. That, that's the, that, that comes with the territory, doesn't it? But I, I do think it's almost what happened in the second half last season was absolutely brilliant and amazing ride, but it's almost maybe built expectations up just a little bit too I think much. it has. I think you're absolutely right. It has. It can't, not, it can't not do it. You get to a Champions League final, you get top four in the league and you play some of the most scintillating attacking football uh, in football, then it is. It's going to be on your shoulders, that, and it's going to be... It's the, it, it becomes the bookmark for your next chapter, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And the problem with that is that, you know, we are, we are stuttering. We are stuttering at the moment. I think, you know, let's, let's, keep, let's keep the glass half full, shall we? <laughs> I, was going to, I was going to suggest two scenarios... I won't suggest two scenarios now. What I'll do is I'll say what one scenario is, which is the dreaded scenario, which is Liverpool are not the team they were last season. Uh, they've made changes that haven't paid off. They're playing in a different... They're playing in a setup that that, that does not favour the front three and therefore they're going to struggle this season. Um, and top four is the best we can hope for. That's the one scenario. Let's look at the other scenario. There isn't one, no. Let's look at the other scenario. <laughs> Uh, we're still at the top end of the league. We're still unbeaten in the league. We've only drawn against top flight clubs, City, Chelsea and Arsenal. We still have the front three that are going to fire at some point. And it's just a matter of, of, of tweaking and finding out what we're doing wrong and then, and then, and then readdressing that situation, Joe. Yeah, I thought Carragher on Monday Night Football came out with some quite sensible comments. and It was just basically Liverpool need to hang in there. In the league terms, hang in there. City will... Will be concentrating on the Champions League come the end of the season, and if they're still in the competition, they'll they'll want to win it. And look, for as good as City are, they could go through a spell. So as long as Liverpool are on their coattails, you, you've got a chance. There's there's problems this season, but like I said before, I think you the problem is you look back on last season, you only remember the big highs, and you don't remember. You know, we we would we've been. We've praised the defence so many times this season. Last season, there was some absolute horror shows yeah, defensively. And, and we sat here scratching our heads saying, how the hell does he solve 4-1 yeah. away at Tottenham, 5-0 away at Man City, or even even Roma in the second leg, you yeah. know, that they, they had big problems defensively. So Liverpool have made massive improvements. It's just that other parts of the team don't seem to be functioning quite as high. But it's a long season and we could they could click into life. There were times last season when they, when they didn't. And then once they did... and. They were they were like a train when you couldn't stop them. But I think we need to be patient. I think you need to just take those those defeats. They've only lost three games this season, haven't they? In all competitions, the two in the Champions League and the the, the League Cup. And you know that they're not. I probably I would say that the Napoli performance was by far the worst. But last night on another day, they still had big chances. Yeah. And the League Cup game again was one of those games which I came away from it thinking Liverpool could have easily have won that. So. Let's. I don't, I don't. I don't want to get carried away. I think. I think there's a lot to be positive about. I mean, I think one of the things to be positive about as well, Paul, is that there's a lot of moments in the last few games where Liverpool have had that thing where the ball has just gone to the wrong foot, or it, they've turned and, and hit it, and it's come off a defender, or a lot. They've been in the right place at the right time, is what I'm trying to say. It's just that 
you know, sometimes you look and you say, well, we're not going to score tonight because because they're just not in. They're just, their eye isn't in or they're just, it's just not going to happen. We've had lots of occasions over the last few games, Paul, where we just quite haven't converted it. Surely they're going to they're, they're going to turn the corner with that, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. You look at Arsenal on Saturday, Mane's goal should have stood. If that yeah. goes in, it's a yeah. different game. Absolutely. Last, last night, let's let's remember, it did, I'm with you, Fitz, it felt like it was a game where Liverpool were just not going to score last night. But there was enough opportunities, there were enough attempts on goal. It's 24, just, I think. 24. Salah at the post. Yeah, at the post. Van Dijk was up top, wasn't yeah. he, the last 15. He Van Dijk should have scored a hat against Arsenal. That's I mean, I, but, but for some great, def- uh, great uh, goalkeeping display. That's what I mean. It's just... Again, it's it's those fine margins, but it just feels like the margins are finer than ever than before because City, what they're doing in the league, and Chelsea have been a bit surprised. But even the Champions League group, it's a tough group. I yeah. watched uh, after after the game last night. I kept it on uh, the BT Sports and Napoli. Paris Saint Germain was a brilliant game of football. Napoli are a proper team. Yeah, you know, they are size, a yeah. good team. There's three good teams in this group. But at the end of the day, doesn't matter what happens in Paris. It's all set up for Anfield, isn't it? In the last game, like beating Napoli and Liverpool in the, the knockout stages, as I said earlier. So, yeah, yeah I, ev- everyone's bad, feeling bad at the moment, but there's, there's still room to be definitely positive. It stands at the moment. I think Napoli six points top of the league. We are second, aren't we? With yep. five, six, no, two wins or so six. Both both teams on six. It's the head to head, isn't it? It's, it's head to head. It's probably. the head to head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what's PSG on five below us, oh. and then Red Star four. Yeah. So it's 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 I mean it's as tight as it can be, but like you say, it's down to the one game. I think the complacency thing was always going to come at some point, and I think maybe better, like you say, better now uh, than further down the line against against uh, against a big big side in, in in a big match. We've got our next two games, I believe, are uh, Fulham and Watford. Watford Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, but there's an international break, isn't there? Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Some of stars. Last in the air, um, You've got a fancies against them, haven't you? I mean, even Huddersfield beat Fulham. Well, the, the famous last words. <laughs> the one thing you you can hope from this weekend is that Fulham aren't. I hope, yeah, I hope these aren't the famous last words, but aren't capable of a defensive performance like like Red Star put in last night. They are absolutely woeful at the back, and if there's one team, I think if you could hand pick a team for Liverpool to play to try at this and get, stage. Yeah, to try and <laughs> get a would, team yeah. to try and yeah. get their their forwards firing, it's Fulham. That's why. That's why. Like I, I I'm glad that he, he rested. Firmino, albeit only in the first half last night, because I think if he plays against Fulham, and so does Salah and Mane, then there's, there's every chance those three could tear them apart, and then suddenly they're back in form. You've got that bloody international break, breaking things up, but yeah, they, they are woefully, woefully bad at the back, so hopefully. Is this Fulham first, then Wofford? Yeah, yeah. Fulham 12 Fulham o'clock Sunday, Sunday isn't it? Mm. So they're two that couldn't come. Is that the derby after that then? Yeah, after, after the international break and, and you Champions know. League around then as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean we've just got to we've just got to find a form. We, we, I mean, what interested me tactically last night was the man he was doing really well on the left and he switched him and he became really ineffective. I thought. Mm. Thought he was poor on the right. He was really poor on the right, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and and quite effective on the left. I don't know what the situation was with that. I mean, look, it's just about trying to get trying to find the right combination, isn't it? Hopefully, I, I'm not. I haven't given up on Cater. I haven't seen enough of him to give up on Cater. No. But you've got to wonder when he's going to get back into that side, haven't you? He was clearly bored to go straight in, wasn't he? Well, he's another one at the weekend. If he's just get, yeah, if he's fit, get him, get him on, on playing play because if if you can get some confidence in him, that's a huge start, isn't it? And for, again, uh, you couldn't have a better game because Fulham in terrible form, defensively really bad. You expect Liverpool to really have a lot of the ball and. Weirdly, Fulham seems to play quite in a quite naive style where they have a little go at teams. So hopefully they'll come out and 
Well, I, I think the, 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 the he's well there, manager. He's on the brink, isn't he? Yeah, he is he's on the brink. The problem with I feel for Fulham in a way because they were. Fly, I mean, in that in the league coming up, they were flying. Mm. And what they've actually done was they've taken, they've taken that perspective and taken that confidence and taken that outlook into the Premiership. <laughs> yeah, and they've just got battered <laughs> to the south. Yeah. Basically, just ran at seventy thousand men with one torch. Uh, but but got, but I like that. I admire them for that. You know, I admire the fact that they've they've taken on them same principles. But let's hope. They go gung ho uh, against us as well, and and uh, and come up short against that. Uh, it wasn't all doom and gloom. Academy side, the under 19s uh, reversed the result that we did, we suffered last night uh, and beat Red Star two nil. And uh, second half goals from Curtis Jones and Adam Lewis secured that victory as well. The top of the league group in the UEFA Youth League, and have now won five on the run. So well done to the under 19s. The under 23s won three one at home to Leicester as well last Saturday. Dominic Solanke, remember him? He must be yeah. thinking, what have I done? Divock Origi got off the bench last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't recognise him. Didn't even mention that. <laughs> yeah. I can't even believe he didn't even mention that. What was that about? Well, he's obviously ahead of Solanke in the pecking order, isn't he? And, I suppose I can understand uh, in a way because of experiences at yeah. European football, but it was very strange to see him come off the bench, wasn't it? Desperate times, desperate measures. There was a time, though, when Origi, I remember in Klopp's first season again, like Lallana, the times have passed him by, really, haven't they? But yeah. there was a little spell, wasn't there, where I thought, it's all right, he st- scored in the derby, scored against Dortmund yeah, away from home, scored against Dortmund at home, didn't he? And, and, and he looked like a real handful. And, yeah. And he's just regressed and regressed and... Again, he just came on round round a little bit last night, didn't he? And, yeah. and, and that was it. I don't think we'll see him again for a little while. Just shows everyone's new hairstyle, really. Yeah. Didn't he? I liked it, actually. I liked it. Yeah, it's quite nice. If I could grow my hair like that. Would <laughs> be it like that? That'd be, that right. impressed me. Uh, but Solanke, anyway, was on the score sheet. Uh, and then at home to Burnley on Sunday. A couple of things to mention as well. I just want to give a plug to our fellow podcaster, uh, Peter Dutton, uh, who does Alley Rouge as well. Got is that because you're upset? Because he'll be upset with us for uh, recording the pod in the same week as him now? Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't care about it. He's too easy going, Peter. <laughs> um, no, he's got his boot room boys yeah, thing. Yeah. I saw a little bit of an interview he did with Brian Reed here. It was fascinating. I, ju- I mean, literally, it was, on, it was on social media. It was a couple of minutes talking about the book. And what he's done is he's basically put together a load of interviews with, with ex-Reds and about the boot room uh, and about the dismantling of it and about the fact that it was this like secret room that no one was allowed to go into that they were that the, the you know the, the great men all went into the meetings with and I just saw the little meeting with with uh, the little interview with Brian Reason and it just sounds like a really good book so I wanted to give it a little plug it's available it's out now go and get it for most good bookshops it's called The Boot Room Boys isn't it yeah both Paul and I yeah I got a copy it. of it yeah, like it's, the, really, it's, really it's nice. a great story and the pictures are amazing because I know we've been into the was it the Miller archives hasn't it to get them so it's like good. it's if you're a student of Liverpool or students of football it's, it's well worth it yeah if you're a Red fan in particular, yeah. uh, Christmas time is going to be. Great. I'm not on commission, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. coming up to um, next next week is the anniversary of Roy Evans leaving Liverpool, so the end of the boot room yeah. era yeah. in terms of he was the last of the boot room boys, wasn't he? So. I found I was on social media recently and, uh, and somebody put on uh, on Twitter a photograph um, of. It's not going to work on a podcast, this, <laughs> but it's a photograph of uh, somebody said um, Bill Shankly uh, coming to uh, to a school in Liverpool. During its bicent- Liverpool's bicentenary year, and I thought, "What? Our school did something in the bicentenary. It was Granton Road School in Anfield, and um, you won't see the. You, you, unfortunately, you just can't see this on the podcast. But there's Shankly there, yeah. 
and there's me there. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, you won't see that. I'm so sorry. I'll try to put it back on. But it was weird. I saw the photograph and I went, I'm sure that was our school. <laughs> so was that 41, 42? <laughs> <laughs> Just after the war, we were still on national. I remember throwing some powdered egg. Um, but it was weird. It gave me a little glow. Even though, weirdly, I probably wouldn't have even known he was there or who he was at the time. Yeah. I was only a little nipper. But, uh, so the boot room boy is definitely a good read to get hold of as well. And well done, P, for getting that together. Uh, we must also mention as well, um, of course, the 100-year anniversary since the battle. The, uh, the end of the First World War so there's going to be a minute silence as well as well. two minutes silence isn't it so lest we forget all that as well okay boys I think we're around about there for time as well aren't we uh, the, the, so the, the message to give out to all our Reds listening who are crying into their teddies <laughs> after the performance yeah. um, onwards and upwards we've got Fulham we've got Waffle we've got two games really speaking that we should be getting six points from Joe yeah definitely uh, I, th- I think let's not forget there's times last season that we, we sat here and we we spoke about terrible performances and and blow par players and and things turned out quite well, didn't they? In terms of they got to the Champions League final, it was a great run. Things can turn quite quickly in football, and I don't believe that. Don't believe for one minute that this this Liverpool side will continue playing as poorly as they did last night. They're they're too good not to, and and I think they'll go into the Fulham game now. I can't see anything but a Liverpool win. Hopefully, they're not the famous last words, but. I think Liverpool and like you said earlier on, Paul, I think it's better to have something like this happen now so we can yeah. fix it, so we can say... I mean, if he sh- if Klopp shows that be- that be- Red Star Belgrade game for the rest of the season as a little kick up the pants to realise not to do that again, yeah, that'd be enough, wouldn't it, surely? Because to a man, they were all poor. Yeah, I agree. And in a weird way, it's terrible for us, for, uh, terrible for all supporters, but the international break may not have come at that about a time for Klopp because it might just give him a bit of... Beat Fulham, still be right up there with City and Chelsea. And then, interestingly, over the next month or so, all the other top six play each other. I don't yeah. think there's a lot of top six games so all the, those teams are going to drop points Christian did a piece of the yeah, it was a top really six good game piece, wasn't every it? week now yeah. and they've all done have one don't have one that's great well we've had our fair share yeah. haven't we that's yeah. what I mean you we've got, had some hard to, games yeah. out of the way got to remember Tottenham away Chelsea away City at home Arsenal away a lot of the hard ones are out of the way yeah a lot of the hard ones out of the way if if you could have an ideal midfield then before we go that we want to push forward now that we've rested the first half of the season I'm joking I hate people saying that but who do you think do you think do you think Henderson would be a welcome comeback to the team I think he would. I, I actually think Fabinho's done some really good stuff since he's come in, and the, there's some qualities I think he has. I think he's a good tackler. He can head a ball. He's he's quite strong. But I just don't think think tempo was the right word before. Yeah. I don't quite think his tempo is is as high as Henderson. So I think you can play them in different games. But for me, right now, my ideal midfield, if if you like, would be Henderson. One of Wilner, uh, Wilner. <laughs> we could combine, if we could combine Wilner or Fred. <laughs> one of Milner or one album, and then I'd like to. I want to see Kato get the team. I want him to succeed, and I'd like to see that start this weekend. You saying yourself? I'd or? agree with that. I probably. I think Milner needs a bit of a breather, but I think long term, I think he's too good a footballer not to be he's out. Still running the, the highest seat. stats yeah. in the game, yeah. isn't he? It's extraordinary. Yeah. I think him. Henderson and Kato, yeah, but I, I think the interesting one is Shakiri. I think longer term. He may have to find a way of getting him in the side more regularly. It could be that little link we were talking about to take to take the game from midfield and dribble it through. He's, he's certainly got the offering, and he's, he's got yeah. the skill. Yeah, I, mean, I think he'd be a key player for Liverpool at times this season. Again, whether he plays that that different formation, the four-two-three-one, and that gets Shakiri in the team, and I think he's looked quite good in that position. Um, and it, it might get the best out of others as well. I think the one player who suffers from that is Firmino, though, isn't it? Because he plays a bit deeper and. As you say, he's, I think he's been coming far too deep for the ball at times, and 
we're not quite seeing the best of him. But again, he's too good a player. He's too yeah. good a player. He, he'll come back into it. I'm sure he will. And he he works his socks off, doesn't he? And the one thing you can never you can never accuse him of not doing his work. So I think he'll work his way back into form. All right. Well, listen. The message is for all of you out there, and we we don't need to hear this anyway because we know because we follow us follow them through the to the rain and the shine. Doesn't really matter, but I think it's just a bit of a blip. We just need to get ourselves back together again. Uh, a few decent performances against lower teams, which are on the horizon anyway. And I think we'll be back to winning ways. Uh, Joe Rimmer, thanks very much once again for your oracle-like input. <laughs> got no Mentos left now. You just smashed the whole left. packet. I've got Cheers. one for you. Yeah, saving it for you. God blimey! <laughs> Every time I went to ask him a question, he chucked, chucked another one in his mouth. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. At Joe Rimmer, what's your what's your at Joe Rimmer eighty eight? At Joe Rimmer eighty eight. Oh, oh, why you keep telling me that? I just not every time. Just leave. I've got a yogurt in the back of the fridge, old, didn't you? <laughs> Paul Wheelock, what's yours, mate? At Paul Wheelock, dead straightforward. No messing around. No, no, no date of birth on that one. <laughs> no, no, just tired. <laughs> Most um, definitely not. Uh, mine's uh, at Fitzy Fella AD twenty seven. At Fitzy Fella, uh, keep touching us on your Twitter and let us uh, know what your thoughts are. Uh, we are, we will be back. We're flying back. Don't worry, don't worry about that. We're too good. You can't keep a good team down. Uh, that's about all from me. Uh, don't forget your uh, minute sounds this this weekend as well for the eleventh of the eleventh when that comes up. Uh, just as a little caveat to the show, Joe, you're going to tell us something about something new that's happening? Yeah, we've just launched a new Facebook group for our um, for our listeners, the Blood Reds, to this podcast, to, to um, Pisa Hootens. Um, it's just the Blood Red podcast. If you search for that on Facebook, you just request to join the group. You can join, you can have a chat with any of the lads. Um, you can give your views on the, the podcast, what you'd like to hear in the future. Um, your, your sort of dream interviews and, and that sort of thing. So... It's a, just a good chance for our listeners to get involved and, and sort of chat to us and give us a bit of feedback. Um, we think we've got like a nice little community now of listeners yeah. and we want to hear more from you. That's a great idea as well. Any of the things you want to discuss, any things you want us to discuss on yeah. your behalf, get it on the website, get it on the Facebook page and uh, we'll do our best and we will endeavour to try and bring them up as subjects. On, not just on this, but on Blood Red and all the other podcasts as well. Yep. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.